0: My friends, today's episode is sponsored by Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is the industry leader in online accountability software. I've used Covenant Eyes personally for well over a decade, and we also use their service in our ministry. Through our partnership with Covenant Eyes, you can try out their services for free for 30 days when you enroll at CovenantEyes.com and use our promo code, BEBROKEN. That's CovenantEyes.com and promo code, BEBROKEN. The link is also in today's show notes. So sign up today for Covenant Eyes and discover the freedom that comes with online accountability. Good day, listeners and viewers. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and uh, I've got back with me my buddy Stephen Cervantes. So, Stephen, together again. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Good um, to be here, folks. Before we get started on the the lesson today or um, the session we're going to be doing here, um, just wanted to remind you as we do every now and then that we are a listener supported program, and we're grateful to all of you who have uh, chosen to support us, whether that be with a one time gift or uh we love just the monthly donors that are out there saying you know what i i want to pour into this ministry every single month uh, we really do rely greatly on those monthly contributions because they help us for planning purposes. They help us to be able to kind of um, have the resources we need throughout the year. So if you'd like to come alongside and partner, just go to puresexradio.com and click on the Donate link. Another way that you can really help to, just, uh, to, to expand the reach and really uh, promote the program uh, is to rate and review the podcast. When you rate and review the podcast, that helps other people be able to to find us more easily because it kind of raises our stock, so to speak, in the um, in with, with people that are searching. So please go to our Apple Podcast and just uh, rate and review. We appreciate it. High ratings, please. Yes, always yes. welcome. Much gratitude. So, Stephen, we are going to be talking about guys and how they think right
1: (laughs) share some guy thoughts why don't don't we a couple of guys listening to other guys
0: well it's funny because um we have uh, i want to say this because you know we have on the on the docket for our recordings today another program that we're going to be doing that's going to probably require a whole lot more energy from me and don't listeners you'll have to just wait until a future (laughs) broadcast for this but I liked the fact that when I saw this particular production piece here that just said at the top, guy thoughts, I thought, I can do that one. I can do I can... that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know how I know how that works.
1: <laughs> oh, that is too good. I'm one of those. I'm a guy and have thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it.
0: gotta be more than just saying we know we're a guy and we have thoughts. Like what are we gonna talk about here? <laughs> Oh, that's the introduction yeah.
1: <laughs> you're turning me loose now. Okay, good, good. Uh, so I have this conversation with a guy and I love that guys always give me permission. I never say a name. I never embarrass anyone, but I always go, can I share that thought? And they go, oh, heck yeah, share that thought because there's so much similarity where people were made the same. You know, we operate the same way with language and interactions and pursuing things. And yet some of us are more successful than others. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to language you 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 hear how sophisticated a person is emotionally, how healthy, how live, how aware they are. So I hear this line <laughs> and I just almost fall out of my chair because it fits the community of guys. Uh that we we work with. We work with a lot of guys that are sexual strugglers that have got caught up in their sexuality and they built it way too big and they mm-hmm. find it as a solution to everything. And And so this guy says to me, and I'm going to say it, then I'm going to break it into pieces and talk about it. He said, well, you know I need affection. right? You know I need affection. And my wife, someday she just doesn't give me affection. And we get into routines and ruts and she doesn't want to be affectionate towards me. So... So I know this thing. I can find a broken woman and she will give me affection.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh my goodness. I thought that's great bad thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not going to work where I am. So, so part one, I need affection. And I was just thinking about that. What does that mean? I need to be loved on If we're made in the image of God. If we're made for love and by love and to love love is what I'm translating. Affection is love. And Mm -hmm. we need that all the time.
0: Yeah, It's interesting. I think, you know, the, the premise thought Mm -hmm. is spot on, right? I need affection. Yeah. Where he went with it in terms Uh, of his, his brokenness uh, and his solution was all messed up. Right. But I think you're right. And you know what, even just even just looking at those words, I need affection how how many times do you actually hear a man say that now he's probably thought it right many times even if he doesn't put that particular language on it he's probably thought it like man i'm i'm feeling lonely i'm feeling scared i'm feeling you know out right. here on an island i don't know what i'm doing and so in in many ways he's felt that need like man i need yeah. somebody to put their arm around my shoulder i need somebody that's going to be willing to to be with me before me yeah. you know And and yet, it's not a common statement that men make. No, no, that's why it knocked me out of my chair because he put it together so well. Well, that's what we're talking about, guys' thoughts, right? Yeah, it doesn't always come out in our words. (laughs) No, no. And when it came out, I thought, "Oh
1: my goodness." Well, that's
0: probably why you were shocked because you don't hear guys say that. No, they don't
1: say it exactly. I'm saying they don't say it when they put it together so simple. Mm -hmm. I need affection. But we're sexual beings, and so I've needed affection before. What am I going to do? Run away to my past to go seek affection? Well, what and think about think that?
0: that. That's part of the faulty thinking, right? That's where the disconnect happened. He's right on the need. Yes. But what he's associated affection with is something that's only like a physical, sexual pleasure, right? Yeah. In the Does past, that make sense? That's exactly so, what said, So a lot yes. of guys, think of you even talking about love, right? We're made for love. We're made by love. We're made to love. Well, how do so many guys, what do so many guys associate love with? That's good. Something sexual, you right? Um, so you can see where the breakdown occurs, but yes, no, I is, need affection. That
1: is good because
0: even playing
1: off that, uh, are you going to need affection today? Oh, yeah. You Multiple mean, times. And, and tomorrow, <laughs> you need to be
0: affirmed and loved on if, every day. It is interesting to gonna... me how uh, I, I often think of it like, well, think of it this way, Stephen, and and listeners, think of this: how many things in our lives on a daily basis require replenishment? You need food, right? In other words, you can't just eat one meal and say I'm done for the month. Yeah, you know, you need sleep, you need water, yeah. You, and and even studies showed, you know, when they talk about um, the, and I think we've experienced this especially over this last year with COVID, people have. Many people assume that physical touch isn't necessarily a biological need. Mm. But the reality is, I mean, they show studies with babies that go untouched for certain periods of time. And it's like, right. there is a need for us. So you have all these things that they have a, a replenishing requirement mm. on a daily basis. And why wouldn't that be true of emotional needs as well?
1: Right? Right. And it's really an emotional and a spiritual question. its mm-hmm. I mean, it's a need. That can be answered. Maybe I should say it this way it's a need that can be answered physically and also spiritually. Yeah. Right. So I need affection. Well, my wife's distracted. She's busy. She's tired. She's all caught up in her stuff, you know. And I'm over here lonely and, hey, I don't want to bother her. Mm. You know, I'll, she doesn't seem interested. So I'll just go take care of myself. I'll go find a fantasy. Or I'll find somebody else that's out there lonely and sad and broken and neglected. Mm. And I know they need affection. So I'll take my affection need to somebody out there that's in a broken, sad place, and they will respond to me.
0: Well, as I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking there's there's a real breakdown of logic going on here maybe that's too heady I don't know keep going but to me it seems like okay you have a a woman in your home this your wife you you are recognizing your need you have a historical relationship with this person there is a moment maybe there's even a pattern where the way you think you want that need met is not coming through your wife where does the logic then say I need to go outside of this house with a person that does not know me, with no history. With, right. you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like, what happened here that that it's it seems to make more sense to me to turn elsewhere, to break away, than That's to right. maybe maybe press in a little bit more, maybe have more of a dialogue. Maybe here's another thing. What did you? Why did you nearly fall out of your chair? Because you've never heard a man say, "I need affection."
1: That's has he true. ever stated? Has no, he ever no, stated that's...
0: those words to his wife? Uh, yeah. Now he may have. I think a lot of times men we because we don't know how to articulate these things. A lot of times we are very passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll do things that right. we think is totally clear in our mind that she should understand what I'm saying. I need right, and it's like there's a total disconnect because we're not verbalizing certain mm-hmm. things.
1: Well, and maybe she is distracted. Yeah, there could be legitimate reasons right. and, and but then you stop and say, Hey, and we try to engage one another with this need, right?
0: The other thing too, I think here is trying to broaden this man's understanding of what affection encompasses. You mentioned it, right? I mean that mm-hmm. could be a that could be met in a physical way or a spiritual way, emotionally. Right. So this man by his own words right. here has basically said, "I have a very narrow understanding of what meeting my affection need looks like and you know what 's funny
1: about that statement is if you think about it, that's what happened to us when we were boys, mm. right We were lonely and we wanted attention and affection, so we used our sexuality right, and we had yeah. one pathway
0: and at that time, it probably quote unquote worked." And and what I mean by that yeah. is if if you if you're immature in your understanding of your need and you and you look to something that's immature as a solution, it, it might work for a while because you've just got limited understanding. No, that...
1: it, it can work for a long time too. Yeah, because this guy said I still do that. Mm-hmm. If I don't get my love where I need it, well, I'll just go shop around.
0: But what I'm saying is, when you're a kid, you you may not have the ability to see broadly the the lack of connection that that actually has for your to your need in other words now that this guy's whatever he is 30 40 whatever he's realizing hey you know my eight-year-old solution isn't actually meeting the need that i have. it's a distraction that's a good
1: point it's a little attention it's fantasy distraction it's a moment but you're right it's not a good solution to the yeah. fact is that I need to be in a relationship where I'm loved and growing and bonded. Yes, absolutely. I think that's good. So he said, "Well, let me go ahead and let you know one assumption that I I made. I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. I, I didn't think I was damaged or broken. I knew I knew she was messed up, mm. but I I didn't." I thought I was doing pretty good at life.
0: Yeah, well think about it. If you've if you've reinforced for years a narrow singular connection between your your understanding of your need for affection and a sexual release. Think about it. You're you're reinforcing that idea that that's the solution. That's the solution. That's the solution. Right. So then when you get into a relationship and you realize, well this person isn't meeting that need the way I think it should be met, you're not going to make the assumption something's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, You're of course going to say something's wrong with her because you've reinforced that connection that says, well, every time I have this feeling or I feel like I, I need affection, I go and I do this. Now, a guy that's starting to have some self-awareness realizes, oh yeah, eight year old solution. Even when I go do that, it's so temporary. It doesn't actually connect. I'm not oh, actually really. being fulfilled, but it's easy to see how a, pers- a guy would think I'm not the problem. Right? Right. Because if. Well,
1: and if you don't fit my trained solution right. that I've trained me to have, because that's the only solution that I learned, right? Yeah. I didn't know to broaden myself when I was a kid. I didn't have a lot of options. I, You know, I live in one room with a set of parents, everything's fixed. But, you know, and that's why the sexual solution becomes the universal solution. You're stressed, you mm-hmm. get some sexual distraction, you're lonely, you're tired what's going wrong sex right and you can see that and you see grown men still using that eight-year-old template even though they're 38 or 48 or 58 or 68 they come to their conferences mm-hmm. older going man I've done this all my life you know 40 50 years like oh what that's sad yeah you know uh, so he says, I didn't think I was broken, but I knew that she was broken because she wasn't fixing what I needed. I, mm-hmm. I knew, and I kept telling her to go get herself fixed. I, I don't know why she didn't see this. It's pretty clear and obvious to me. Why didn't she do my solution for me?
0: Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of I'm chuckling over here because I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm seeing this. Uh, it's almost like a Saturday Night Live skit or something, right? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? I mean, you need to go get fixed, and, and I'm telling you to get fixed. Why, why are you not receiving that message? You and know, just get to the fix it place. And the way I look at this is, you know, when I think of the uh, the golden rule, right? Mm. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, what if you flipped this around mm. and said to this this man, said, okay how well would you receive your wife saying to you what you're saying to her or what her thinking about you what you're thinking about her meaning what if she said well i'm not the problem you're the problem you need to go get fixed how well would you receive that right and so in some ways i look at this and say this thinking is what happens when you get entrenched in a self-centered focus Mm. in other words right everything I am so self-absorbed that I'm not even able to see my own brokenness, and everything that's quote-unquote wrong in life has wow. to be outside of me. That's it's good. not actually, I can't take personal responsibility because I'm not seeing my own brokenness.
1: It's so self-absorbed into my own world and my own solution and the
0: own, one way of thinking, right? Because let's think about this. what's What's the truth in what he said here? is his wife broken? Of course we're all broken, right? right? But what was he saying? I'm not broken. So that's the yes. that's the fallacy of the thinking there, right? Mm. So coming from the assumption that I'm not broken, well what does everybody else look like? Broken. And so what he's got to do is is no pun intended here, but break through that thinking and yeah. go hey, every person is broken. Yeah, maybe I can I can recognize some of the flaws in my wife, but um what does the scripture say hey before you go de- messing with the speck in your brother's eye oh, or your right. wife's eye <laughs> look at the log in your own eye so he
1: he goes on and after he makes another mess after a dozen previous messes he gets tired he gets yelled at he he gets shaken and then this thinking starts creeping in, well, maybe I am broken.
0: Ah, like I'm dawn. broken.
1: And then he said this interesting thing, if I'm broken, who am I?
0: Yeah. This is this is what powerful hell it strike you. The re- the reason this struck me so hard when I read it was if your identity that you've been sort of the foundation of your identity that you've been building your whole life is based on this idea of, I'm not broken, then when you start to recognize, oh, wait a second, maybe I am, that shakes the whole core of like your self-knowledge. The whole model
1: you built, the way you frame and talk and live. It
0: makes sense to me that this guy would say, wait a second, if it's true that I'm actually broken, I'm struggling to figure out who I am then, because I've built my whole kind of identity.
1: But narrow that down, because that's always, people say that, and it always messes me, well, who am I? And I go, you're a male, you have a mom and a dad, you had a dog growing up, you lived in this town, your bedroom was this color. What what, what do you mean, who am I? It's such a big question. I'm a child of God, I'm forgiven, right? I mean, you already know ten thousand things about yourself, and so how does who am I? I mean, those two. I think of it
0: this way. I mean, yes, you can you can certainly know all the facts of your life. Where did you live? What did you do? How did you you know? Uh, uh, what, what 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 food do you like? All that. Yeah. You can know all these facts about yourself. Yeah. I think when a person is getting to this point where they're recognizing something at the core of their being, Mm. that they are asking, who am I? I think a lot of what's behind that question is, what actually gives my life meaning? And that goes beyond just the Mm -hmm. facts of your life. Mm -hmm. In other words, this guy is saying, kind of what had given my life meaning was, and you can see it here, like control. I can control outcomes because if I feel like I want something, I go do it and Mm -hmm. I get what I want. And now he's saying, maybe that's a broken way to live. And so therefore I was getting meaning, I was getting my sense of meaning by being in control. And now you're saying, that's not a good way to live. What do I, who am I then?
1: So as you're talking, this thing is popping in my head about who am I, maybe a statement that's not finished. And maybe he should be saying, well then who am I emotionally? Mm. Who am I emotionally if, if, the system is broken, I need affection, I go get it in the wrong places, I come home, it doesn't satisfy me, I don't build a, a great relationship. Well, who, who am I emotionally? What's what's off emotion, what, what's wrong with me? Because cause then he starts this awakening process. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the right question. Who am I emotionally?
0: Well, and I think of it this way, as you're saying that, I'm even thinking of who am I in relationship to myself yeah. and in relationship to my wife and in relationship to others? Because what's happening here is, I mean, we're talking a lot of this is bubbling up out of his relationship with his wife. Yes. right. Yes. And his sad and, life. And by the way, as a little sidebar, I think that's the way God designed marriage. Our spouse is our mirror mm. <laughs> that starts to show us things that we need to see that we yes. couldn't see if we were not in relationship with them. Yes. So part of this question could be, yes, who am I emotionally? And and what is a core function of our emotional being? Is it not to relate with others, but also to relate with ourselves? So in other words, yeah,
1: to be relational with God, with self, with others. Yeah. So right. kind of
0: what he's maybe saying is I've only known to relate to myself from this sense of either control or everybody else is broken. I'm not the I'm not the one that's you know, needs to take blame or at fault for anything. And now what you're saying is that's a different, that paradigm needs to shift. And maybe he's going, I don't know how to be with me anymore. Like, how do I relate to me in that place where I'm admitting that's a broken way to live?
1: Yeah. And you know what's interesting? If you ask the right question, the world pops open differently to you. Oh, yeah. Right, because he was not asking this question, who am I emotionally? How healthy? How strong? What do I do well emotionally? What don't I do well? Mm-hmm. I better assess myself. Who am I emotionally? Because in the beginning, he said, hey, I just have this need, and I fix it. Yeah. I have a need, and I fix it. What's wrong with that? I have a need, I fix it. You don't take care of me, I take care of me. We're
0: sort of, it's interesting because as we're going here, you're sort of seeing kind of the layers fold back on this guy as he's mm. going from a very simplistic solution Mm. broken solution to his legitimate need of affection right and now what you're doing is you're seeing a layer come back where oh my goodness maybe there's a little more self-awareness maybe maybe my wife isn't the problem maybe i have a problem and then the next layer is well wait a second if if i have the problem that shakes my foundation like who am i who am i emotionally how do i how will i cope if i give up this way of thinking and give up this way of how will i live
1: right who am i emotional and how will i live if i don't live because he says the old me was like this she would open up and she would tell me some problems and i would just tell her what to do to fix it easy easy. it's very easy (laughs) i don't know why people people make life so complicated you just when they have a problem you tell them what to do to fix it right you know and so you hear the line don't fix just listen don't fix it is so ingrained into a male to mm-hmm. go fix things, to solve problems, and do things and fix things. It's like if it's falling down, we'll go get something prop it up, or some fix it. If the paint's falling off, sand it and fix it. Go right. If the kid's dirty, I mean, needs to be picked up. Pick them up. If you yeah. know if the if the house is, you're tripping over stuff. Pick it up. You know, it, we can fix things. But the emotional growth, emotional awareness is really the piece that's been lacking that we're focusing on. And I
0: think, you know, we're talking about guys thoughts, right? So Mm -hmm. I mean, um, not to say that these have not been unrelated to actions. But one of the things that I think is uh, an important thing to to help guys think about as maybe some of their own layers are peeling back like this, because maybe there's guys out there listening or watching that they're realizing, you know what, I've, I've used that exact same eight year old solution for my stuff and maybe I'm starting to realize some things. I think when you start getting down to that deeper emotional work, it's also important to think and actually say it in your head, growth is hard work. Yes. Like it's not going to be, it's not the old program that says, oh, guess what, I now just recognize a problem in me and so snap my fingers and fix it. Mm. It's gonna be harder than that, right? It's gonna take more time.
1: Because he said the new me, is trying different things. So she opens up and the first thing I think is, I don't know what to do. And that's okay. I don't know what to do, what do I do, what do I do? Don't fix it, don't fix it. I don't know what to do, I don't fix it, what do I do? Right? And that's the fertile soil of something new happening.
0: You know, one of the things that uh, Gerald May says in his classic book, Addiction and Grace, uh, about this kind of a thing is is when you're learning to sort of be released from your attachments, released from your addictions, you need to learn how to get get familiar or comfortable with what he calls spaciousness.
1: Oh, that's good. In other words, what
0: is this guy doing? Before, there could not be this kind of spaciousness that says, no. I don't know what to do and I'm just gonna put a period at, at the end of that. And sit here in this blank It would be space. like, no, I gotta fill that. I gotta do something. I right. got to fix, fix, fix. And now he's saying, there's a different spaciousness that I need to enter into that says, I don't know what to do it doesn't mean that he might that's never have a solution good. but he's going to sit in that for a while before he does anything
1: so he said i, I have to tell you my motto my only consistency is inconsistency <laughs> <laughs> that's good isn't that good and maybe we can coexist and then maybe we could do more than that maybe we could even start by coexisting and move to this concept of bonding and oneness and becoming a team. And maybe I could fight better for my wife and press in and express more and call her out and call her
0: up. And she calls me out and she calls me up. Mm -hmm. I I like the, 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 the new thinking that this guy is having where he's realizing, okay, I, I'm recognizing my brokenness in me that's challenging how I've always related to myself and to others. I'm, I'm becoming more familiar with a sense of spaciousness that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm willing to say, can we kind of reengage a new journey that says, can we just start where we are in our brokenness? Maybe Mm. that doesn't just instantly look like oneness and intimacy and all of that, but maybe, instead of me going outside of this relationship to go run after an eight-year-old solution right I'm gonna do a more mature thing and sit here and say I would rather coexist with you than do something stupid outside of this relationship does that make sense yeah. it's like yeah. I'd rather start with something that I, I have not I've not operated in oneness with you before yeah can can we kind of have a do-over, so to speak, and start from a new place and then see where it goes.
1: I wanna play up your word spaciousness <laughs> because you're probably gonna be spacey. <laughs> when yes. you first enter your spaciousness, you're gonna be spacey and not sure what to
0: do. Just have a blank stare. <laughs> yeah, but
1: hang in there and stay present and, and don't do old things and try new things and pray for wisdom in that moment and just hold that place. You what know? well,
0: I love the full circle here because Here's a guy who started with, I need affection, right? That's a legitimate need. He yes. was thinking that. And yet, what was he doing as his solution? He was not being present. He was bailing out. He was, uh, He was. Uh, right. you know, it was kind of reactionary. And I'm yep. going outside of this relationship. And now he's kind of come full circle and you see already a deepening maturity uh. where it's like, if, even if I don't have the answer, even if it's uncomfortable, I know it's better for me and for my relationship to stay here. And, stay and let me present. build
1: on your model. And with what you just said, and I still need affection. And yeah. you, you probably need affection too, mm-hmm. right? And so you go to your wife and say, you need affection and I need affection. Well, what are we going to do about it?
0: How should we deal with that today? And that's the beauty of it is like once you start kind of digging down, and we've really only built off of like one need here right Mm -hmm. affection yes there's multiple things that we need Mm. but if you think about it if you recognize that there's a there's a universality to our needs as human beings Mm -hmm. and our brokenness Mm. then i think we could start looking at each other even in our friendships but certainly in our marriages where we go hey you know we're actually not that different from one another when you mm-hmm. really start getting down to the core of our needs and our brokenness, yes, yes. we're more alike than we are and different. And just
1: stay on that first basic one. I need attention. I need affection. I need love. I'm feeling right. Yeah. And you, then they break out from lonely, detached, and love. But, but what's the solution? Bonding, oneness, affection, union.
0: Yeah. So, Well, listeners, we hope this has been helpful and started maybe even having you start to think about maybe some of the layers that you need to work through in terms of expressing your own needs, being able to get those met in healthy ways and not turning to old, uh, bad coping and bad solutions. But uh, if you'd like more help or just encouragement along the journey, please reach out to us. We would love to be able to walk alongside you in your journey. And uh, we do look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. God God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.